In the next 60 minutes here on News Night, Finance Minister still not meeting with affected bondholders 24 hours after the ministry suspended the domestic debt exchange program, extended rather, the deadline for the domestic debt exchange program to consult. Yes, I, I believe we must all share the pain, mm. but we don't share pains with already vulnerable uh, people. Whatever pains need to be shared, mm. those who are capable to, to bear yeah. must bear. Mm. When Russia was calling people to go and fight, mm. did they call the people the who are sick and old and in their house? No, the young ones. We tell you how the pensioners who are holding a debit of bonds today have sought a meeting with the finance minister, uh, but they were unable to meet him. Also, a former chairman of the Parliament Finance Committee and, and former MPP MP slams government for his approach to the debt exchange program, calling for humility and broader stakeholder engagement. What is wrong with saying that, yes, we misjudged, we miscalculated, we goofed somewhat, and so now we need everybody's mind. I'm not saying that. We are still showing some pomposity which will not take us anywhere. Also tonight, Secretary of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Reverend Kusi Boatin, denies committing any crime in his dealings with the project as he dismisses accusations of identity fraud and conflict of interest. I am also demanding the immediate resignation of Reverend Victor Kusi Boatin, who is also known as Cabinet Pigeon Fee, who has never disclosed this to the board. More as details of what triggered the resignation of uh, Bishop Dagwood Mills from the National Cathedral Board of Trustees is revealed in business. NCD's rate of depreciation against the dollar slows marginally up to some significant support from the Bank of Ghana. Interest as Nigeria and Benin bid to replace Guinea as host of 2025 African Cup of Nations. And tonight, students of the Kufri DA primary in the northeast region have a plea to government that we start join his features project titled Ghana's Schools of Shame. We are coming for you people are going ten and nine, but we are we don't have a school. We come and just stand like that. You where well, we are want to be the police and soldiers. And then later, we have an update on the Joy Classroom Project at the Breman Jamara, which will benefit over 700 school children. You want to stay with us uh, for more on this. It's still live here on Newsland. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. And we start tonight uh, with the ongoing uh, tussle over the inclusion of individual uh, bonds in the debt exchange program and tonight the finance minister is still not meeting uh, with affected uh, bond holders 24 hours after the ministry extended the deadline for the uh, domestic debt exchange program to consult uh, today the uh, pensioners bondholders forum have been to the ministry in an attempt uh, to meet with the finance ministry so they can keep their word to negotiate engage uh, all stakeholders, but they're telling us that uh, they were told that wouldn't happen anytime soon. Uh, well, today we're hearing from the pensioners themselves. They are talking about bedding sharing in order uh, for there to be uh, the program to go ahead, but they are calling for exceptions. So, here uh, from the uh, pensions, uh, the bondholders uh, now, because I've just been joined on the telephone line by uh, Dr. Ananianchi, who leads that group, uh, joins us on the telephone line right now. Dr. Ananianchi, thank you for your time here on Newsline. Yeah, thanks. Uh, all right. All right. From, from what I understand, you attempted to get uh, an audience with the finance minister? Yes, that was yesterday. Okay, and what happened? All right. Um, after our press conference, as we announced at a press conference, that we will try and see if we can get the minister uh, uh, to, to speak with. But when we went there, it was uh, in a meeting. We waited for... Uh, over an, an hour, and we realized that uh, the meeting wasn't ending. Uh, and uh, let him know that we have been there. So we a note that the notion is the best thing that we have been here, but because it's engaged, and uh, we don't know the meeting is not ending, so, uh, we will have to leave. So, but they sent someone to us, uh, and that person just uh, said, you are in the meeting, and therefore we will not be able to meet him. But he took a copy of our petition 
and said you would use it to uh, follow up and, and call me. But I haven't also received any call from that officer too. Um, Dr. Eduardo please stay with me. Let me bring in a uh, convener of the other group, uh, the uh, Individual Bondholders Association of Ghana. They've merged with the in, uh, Individual Bondholders Forum. Um, Martin Kwebu uh, joins us on the line. Martin, you read this statement from the Finance Ministry yesterday. The primary reason they gave for the extension of the deadline so they can engage. Um, with, today is the 17th, and so you have just a couple of weeks more for that deadline to expire. Have you received an invitation to come for? for talks? Absolutely none, Evans. None. And not even a, free, a phone call. And Evans, we are pained by the very slow manner in which government is dealing with this matter. We're too slow. Individual lives are being impacted. Though. The situation is very dire. This is not an emotional speech. It's the fact. Somebody is giving his money to you it's time to pay. You say you don't have money, and you are taking all the time you have in the world. That's very insensitive. You can't run government like that. If your letters are even being typed, you can call us on phone. Oh, we intend to meet you on so-and-so date, but, you know, we are not typing the letters. That's better. But to just leave us out there in the dark, not knowing when we'll be called, it's not good governance. Maybe we should... Well, take a leave from Cote d'Ivoire's governance. Over there, they have a ministry for good governance, Evans. Yes, in Cote d'Ivoire, there's a ministry for good governance. We should learn something like that. Because, you see, that's why I keep repeating. Let's not forget that, as for uh, Kenofuriata and the president, they have made hundreds of millions of CDs from these bonds. So they don't care. Kenofuriata admitted it, that data bank is made hundreds of millions of CDs. So they can afford to be slow, but we can't afford it. People are dying. Have you seen the pictures of the old man in the uh, wheel, the crotchet and the wheel? It's, it's, it's bad. Please, government should hurry up. This is not the time for kukwasa, kukwasa. I mean, Dr. Eduan on the entry, uh, the position from what you've expressed before remains that you're exempted. Is that you, when you saw the audience, were you hoping to insist on exemption or you're hoping to negotiate better terms? Well, when, when, when we are called, that is our position. Uh, we have maintained that let the vulnerables be out. Uh, the vulnerable, vulnerable group be out. So that is what we are saying. Other, other negotiations can happen because the banks are not interested in what uh, giving them the insurance. People are not happy. The security uh, market industry, my own. Uh, market industry association are not happy with this. So these groups, together with even in, uh, the uh, individuals, are all not happy. So we will have to uh, negotiate and come to a compromise. But for people whose uh, sole income is coming from this world, uh, we should do as we have done uh, for the banking funds for them. Uh, it, you use the word compromise. What does that look like for you? Well, I believe uh, whatever the banks, the insurance, the securities market people, and even the individuals are, are, are hoping for, if it's put on the table and the government also, we know his stance now, the government also would have to come and consider those proposals from these uh, various groups. If it's not good for the banking system, and they say, as a result of that, let's do ABC. If insurance people come and say, it is not good for us, as a result of that, let's do ABC. If the Securities Market Association uh, come and say, it's not good, let's do ABC. Then bondholders who are also private, holding privately, uh, privately held bonds, also come and say, this is not good for us, let's do this. And the whole thing will be discussed uh, uh, together. What I have suggested that this kind of discussion should not be uh, on on, on uh, individual basis. If you do such a discussion, you don't get the right decisions to be taken because of the the linkages. If you take this decision and you say, okay, banking, I will do this way, it might be affecting another uh, group. So when you put all the groups together in 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 and they are discussing, you see the various issues that are being raised. 
by all parties. Then you structure the the, the paper or the, the invitation that you are making to cover all these things that you have finally uh, agreed upon. And, and that's why my view is that while the minister has now accepted that there should be more negotiation, I, I my suggestion is that the negotiation should not be on one one one. You meet uh, individual bondholders, then uh, later on you go and meet uh, bankers. The other time you meet no no meet all of the uh, all of the parties at the same time. When you get all their positions, then we can together discuss these various positions that are coming from the various parties, and then we can move forward. Uh, uh, seeking uh, some common grounds that we can all take and move. The, the, the program must go on and the exchange must happen, but it should happen in a manner that is acceptable. You won't get everything, but at least it's uh, acceptable to uh, people who are involved. Uh, then we can move for, forward. Uh, Dr. Duananinji, thank you very much. And he is of uh, immediate past boss of the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Uh, Martin Pebu, I guess your position remains the same with the individual uh, bondholders, which is exempt. Hello, Martin. Yes, Evans. Our position remains the same, exempt. Yes, exempt. Exempt, 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 exempt. That's it. One language. And fortunately for us, this time, the information is out there in the budget. We can see where the government can exempt us because there's a lot of money in the budget. Yes, so uh, this shouldn't be a problem for government. And also, to repeat, Article 36 says government should secure our livelihoods, secure our livelihoods. So this is a constitutional injunction. There's no way government can starve us in order to go and do developmental projects. No, that's not development. That would be a weapon of mass destruction. Thank you very much, Martin Kwebu. Uh, and uh, if you are one of those affected, we want to hear from you. Yesterday, we got a statement from the uh, Ghana uh, Securities Industry Association. Uh, Winston Nelson Jr. is a president, joins us on the telephone line right now. Thank you very much, Winston, for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you very much, Ivan. I noticed in your statement you welcomed the extension of the deadline. Um, government says it wanted to engage more. I'm, I'm just curious if you've had an invitation to sit and talk. Um, after the extension, we, we haven't had any invitation yet. Um, we had initially, during the uh, original and amended version, met government to communicate our positions to them. Uh, in the sub- subsequent, uh, you know, amendments that followed, was any of the amend was any of the suggestions you put forward factored in? Um, yes, in the amended document that was released, we made some suggestions on the accrued interest, um, which was taken upon. We made uh, suggestions on the number of bonds. We made suggestions on making sure that the interest within the years are cleared. So some of those suggestions were, were considered in the amended uh, uh, memorandum. But definitely, um, our, our issue on the commercial terms were still outstanding. When they still, um, we felt what came still fell short of what what was our expectation. So, fair to say, at least you got something out uh, in the second amendments. Uh, isn't that enough? At least you've had some compromise from government, uh, listening and including some of the suggestions. You obviously believe there is more that government could do to accommodate your concerns? Well, for us, we, we the last letter we sent to the Ministry of Finance was on Friday um, last week. And at that point, we, we made it clear to the Ministry that what we uh, what is of primary concern to us is for some of our members accepting um, the, the, the current amended form only to find out that other people have been given different terms. So it was of paramount concern, as we stated in our press release, that if government is going to give us a binding commitment, that for those members who accept, or if our members go ahead and accept, and they give any terms which are different from what we have, they must apply to us. For us, the whole point is that there must be equity in this in this program. The DDE, whether we like it or not, at some point has to happen. And that is what almost every association group we have also talked to says. 
The point is, what are the best terms that we can get? And currently, what is usually offered has been a problem. It's, it's always not... Uh, um, we, most members feel that is not the best that, that we can we can get under these conditions. So, uh, you just mentioned that some of your members um, did accept only to find out that others have been given different terms. Does this suggest that already some of your members have signed up, have, jo- have, have agreed and accepted the terms? The debt exchange program, as it was proposed earlier, I think you have to understand first of the structure of our industry. We do hold, uh, we, we are investment advisors, we manage funds, etc. So there are some third parties. Most of the time, we have to contact clients. We have found within the range that there are some clients who want to draw a line under this and move on, and there are also some clients who are not interested in this and want to hold up. So we don't have hundred percent of people sitting on one side of whether we are accepting or we are rejecting the offer. So for us, it is important that we must be able to communicate what uh, is coming from each side, uh, each side of the device. That is why we keep saying that if you want to increase the participation in this program, what you see across all industries is that you have to work on the commercial terms. And the commercial terms are the biggest, of, biggest obstacle to doing the DD as at this point. We have moved on from the position of uh, exempt X, exempt Y, etc. We think that you should you should look at the commercial terms again. If the commercial terms can be enhanced significantly, you will see that most people will just sign up onto this program and move on. We have been at this table for almost three months now. The, the, the secondary market is locked up. We are not able to trade. Businesses cannot do much. You know, so this thing is not helping all of us. Something has to happen at some point. And the ministry has an important role to play in it, and they should. And, and finally, will your industry survive this debt restructuring program in its current form? Um, no, absolutely. Absolutely, um, absolutely not. We think that um, the bond market, for example, under this program, we're going to struggle to see a lot of activities. But it has become better under the amended form than what we saw on the original one. Then we have the issues of uh, companies within the industry, their balance sheets. That is another thing. So the health of the firms within the industry. Then for us, the biggest concern is that around the collective investment schemes, etc. Under this program, we, we struggle to see how individuals will come back into the markets to do uh, uh, some form of save and invest. Because most of them, having been under the uh, financial sector cleanup, run to government securities. Then they stayed in government securities only for us to go through a point where we are restructuring to the point everybody is complaining and raising their hands in the air. After this program is over, we, we see that there will be a lot of difficulty to bring people back into savings and investment. The question is, at this point, now what are they going to buy? Thank you very much. Uh, food for thought indeed. Winston Nelson, Jr., President of the Ghana Securities Industry Association. Meanwhile, the uh, former Chairman of the Parliament's Finance Committee, uh, Dr. Marcus Ibeibwa, is predicting the government will not be able to convince stakeholders to sign on to the debt exchange program by the end of the month. Uh, Dr. Sibewa says there may be a need uh, for a further extension as it criticizes government for lacking humility in its approach. They have, they have just cause to oppose it. And these are hard-earned monies. And all of us, following the collapse of the uh, savings and loans and microfinance, we urged people to take their monies to the uh, banking sector, buy bonds, they, they, they are risk-free, uh, they are secured, going there. And mind you, you and I don't follow these things on a daily basis. We have people uh, placed in positions of authority who know the inflows as per revenue receipts, their ability to service these debts. Let me tell you this, the, the banks and specialized deposit taking institutions at, at 930 says that uh, in section 123, if the Bank of Ghana sees that a bank is going to be insolvent, or it's insolvent, or it's going to be insolvent in 60 days. The Bank of Ghana takes its license. So, uh, uh, extend it to that. If you are government, are you able to 
project that I'm going to be insolvent. I cannot pay my debts. Okay, so we just sit, hold our arms, and one day we just wake up and say that oh, we can't pay our debts. And now you are pushing this down the throats of ordinary Ghanaians, retirees, pensioners who have worked hard and saved for their health care or taking care of their families and all that. So they have every cause to oppose it. So I'm saying that this deadline extensions, uh, negotiations, as I see, is going nowhere. And that's uh, Dr. Amaka Sibayibwa. He's a former chair of the Finance Committee in Parliament. Now, over 34,000 children in the northeast region of Ghana have no furniture. These children carry chairs from home to sit on stones or slam uh, it hard on the bare floor. This is, I'm talking about classrooms, by the way, schools that simply don't have chairs. In the first part of four series titles, Ghana's Schools of Shame, Joy News feature editor, Jojo Kobana reports that lack of furniture in schools demoralizes children in the northeast region. For the story, honestly, initially, I could, when I heard the story, I could not believe it. I, I really could not believe it because if you are looking to be in charge of the economy of this country, inshallah, as vice president and head of the economic management team, one needs to be very familiar with the ground. And I'm doing a lot of these trips to really be able to assess for myself what is the situation, what are the needs. And so when you go to an area and they tell you that kids are lying on the floor and studying, and you ought to go and see it for yourself. A teacher psychs up pupils daily to keep their spirits high. The lack of basic infrastructure at the Kufari Deer Primary School in the Northeast region, which was approved by the Ghana Education Service in 2013, is heartbreaking. In fact, 34,290 children in the Northeast region do not have furniture. These figures are from the Ghana Education Service. Many children hungry for education, walked miles to school, only to sit on the bare floor to learn. Without desk, some children removed their footwear, sit on them, whilst others, without shoes, sit on the bare floor. The children stretch out their legs on the floor and put books on their laps and bend to write. It is Monday morning and the children have barely spent two hours in school, but almost all of them look dirty because they sit on the bare Sunday floor. But these children are resilient. They are determined to make the best out of the situation. But there is a limit to their resilience. Sometimes they become frustrated. JHS2 student Emmanuel David is not in high spirits. Besides the nervousness, he's experiencing before writing the end of third term examinations. He has no furniture to sit on. His father bought him a plastic chair for school, but the chair is broken. So this would mean slamming it on the bare floor or standing to write the exams. His mates came in early to visit a nearby church and grab all the chairs to sit on. This examination would determine whether he will be promoted to JHS 3 or not. He finds a drum in the church and contemplates using it as a seat, but abandons that idea because the pastor may not be too happy with him. Emmanuel runs back into the classroom and stands to write his examination by placing the exam paper on the wall. After over one hour and 30 minutes of standing and writing the examinations, he confesses that all did not go well. The nearest school to the community is Bintri which is an hour's drive away and more than two hours walk. So Emmanuel and other children endure the harsh realities here. Because he could not express himself well in English, I tried to find out whether he could read. This book consists of two paper, paper, two paper, and well, paper two, which come free in your book. What he's been trying to read is this booklet consists of two papers. 
answer paper two which comes first in your answer booklet and paper one on your objective test answer sheet paper two will last one hour after which the booklet will be collected it's clear that even the instructions for the paper he cannot read so you can wonder exactly how he will be able to answer these questions I say, uh, we are coming for you to pray away and tell another but we are. We don't have a school. We come and just stand like that. You where well, we are want to be the police and soldiers and sisters of our officers. We our school there we can be be. You see, and we want to talk it for you people to send for him. Who? Nana and we are to know. So yes. that for you don't have a school. We don't have bedroom and chair. We don't have unit room and toilet room. We don't have teachers. Nine, nine soldiers, two, three teachers. The time, the time that this time the teachers will come, they run away and leave it because we don't have bedroom. George Kobner, join News. Meanwhile, the public relations officer of the education ministry, Chrissy Kwating, says government has taken notice of the infrastructural deficit in the country and will address the problems raised in the documentary. Everything that has been shown in this video is true. It requires immediate and rapid attention. The solution to this problem is getting more infrastructure uh, so that when they, they, are, they are in decent conditions, obviously you may also have the teachers uh, being motivated to go there. And then uh, whilst we are able to sustain or maintain and sustain access, we also make sure that the quality component is not compromised. So uh, especially with regards to this school, like about 5,000 of them, uh, is on the minister's desk, he's working on it. Um, even aware that Valco Trust Foundation uh, even started working on some. Of course, as part of their uh, corporate social responsibility, they also help on government to 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 build new classroom blocks. But of course, I mean, like I indicated, you are dealing with about five thousand of them, which did not uh, emerge just last year or last year or last four years, which has been which has been with us and it's been systemic. I mean, and 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 part of the general problem, systemic problem that is within the education space. But yes. We, we are sure that an intervention will, will come. Well, one intervention is what we started here. We call it the Classroom Project, launched by the Multimedia Group about a year ago. It's a solution to weak school structures dotted across the country. The first project situated at uh, Breman Jabra in the Sukuma Dobin Brakwa district of the central region is currently at the roofing stage and requires more funds for completion. The second project is in Tolon in the northern region with construction yet to start. Over 700 school children will benefit uh, from the project when completed. My colleague Richard Kudonyako visited the Breman Jamad DA Basic School site this morning and he's joining me right now with the very latest. Uh, Kudu, what did you find? Well, so, uh, what I found was that uh, there is um, an old structure dilapidated in Mahabu State. The students are currently housed in and when it rains, they all run for cover and so they miss classes whenever it rains because um, there are cracks all over the building, and if something is not done about it, um, we may not hear any good news. And that is why the multimedia group uh, decided to embark on this project. The project has made uh, the roof stage, and we only require 60,000 Ghana cities in order to finish with the entire project and then move the from um, this uh, the data um, structure into the new one. And so we've been speaking with the kids and they have expressed here and uh, the community folk have also contributed their bit. So now we are appealing to the general public to help us raise some funds in order to ensure that we complete this project. Yeah, I mean, and I'm pretty sure this, the students, the teachers, everybody's looking forward to this uh, completion. This is the same school where we had that tragedy, correct? Yes. So um, the, the, where we had a tragedy is very close by that we were able to support them. And so we have a new structure. But 
very close to that school is the structure we are talking about. And so as a proactive step, we decided not to allow um, th- that building to also collapse on any child. And so that is why we started this project. And so they are just close by. The other is a better school, and this one is a district assembly block. And uh, could you please update me? I know when this tragedy happened and the school collapsed and, and killed a few of the students, the district assembly also tried to do its own, inter- making an intervention and, and build a structure. Do we have any updates on, on that? Yeah, so it's just like a cluster of schools. So the Methodist is very close to the district assembly school. So that's how you occurred at the Methodist school. So we have put up the kindergarten block and now it's habitable. The, the, the pupils are schooling in it. And then very close by was also another structure that was also in a deplorable state, so it was pulled down. And today, when I visited the site, that one had been completed and the, 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 the school pupils were in. But what we currently are talking about is the DA basic school, and that our project is what currently we need the funds in order to complete. And indeed, we do need the fans, not us, by the way, the children there uh, interacting uh, with Kodunyaku. They need that structure completed so they can study uh, in a conducive environment. Uh, Mame uh, joins us right now. So how can people contribute? Indeed, if people, um, we need the fans so they can send the fans to MTN Momo number 0593038832. Their account name is the... You, multi- have, to, you have to go over that number indeed. again slowly. I'll do that. The account name is the Multimedia Group Limited. The number again, 059-303-8832. Once again, 059-303-8832. The account name is the Multimedia Group Limited. Now for bank transfers, please send to Access Bank Ghana Limited. Account number is 00901 zero one zero five one five four one nine one again zero zero nine zero one zero one zero five four one nine one castle road branch accra the branch code is zero zero nine and the swift code is a b n g g h a c a b n g g h a c you may also call zero two four two one six one five seven zero for more inquiries if you need to ask any questions or even have other i mean supplies apart from money you can call zero four two one six one five seven zero evans and Kojo says we need sixty thousand cds only to complete this uh, structure this classroom block for those students there and so please contribute georgia face here with presence hello george what do you have and uh, still not too late to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> it was uh, splendid in the newsroom today. And uh, we're still taking uh, what uh, birthday gifts are for no, you. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evans, uh, coming up, uh, Ghana City's rate of depreciation against the dollar uh, slows after some significant uh, Bank of Ghana intervention last week. And 17 oil marketing companies failed to pay taxes or the state to green payments uh, to the Ghana Revenue Authority that they actually defaulted. Some of them have been put before court. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or 762792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. The other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.ga and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. You're welcome back to Business on News Night. Now, some oil marketing companies have failed to pay rescheduled debts owed the state. The 17 oil marketing companies entered into arrangement with the Ghana Revenue Authority on the 69 million Ghana cities debts in 2019. But answering questions from members of Parliament, Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Reverend Dr. Amisha Dawusomwa, noted that about 30 million Ghana cities has been recovered with the remaining outstanding. Some of these defaulting oil marketing firms have been held before the court for prosecution. In a related development, the Ghana Revenue Authority said digitization drive embarked upon has helped in improving rent tax collections in areas. Let's hear from Reverend Dr. Mishadai Ousomwa. The total liability um, came up to, at that time, was 360,000, and we have collected 205,000, which is uh, about 57% of the outstanding rent taxes. We continue to pursue these ones, and we have field officers going around. And as I mentioned earlier on, we've also put in a new system that ensures that the rent tax is effectively and efficiently collected as of now than previously. You mentioned that you're still pursuing um, the outstanding ones, but how much has been collected out of 360? 205,659.50. And that is the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Reverend Dr. Amisha Daosomo, answering questions from Parliament's Accounts Committee. The Ghana City's sharp rate of depreciation against the dollar over the past weeks is slowing down that is since Friday. But what has influenced this development and is this sustainable? There is more in this report. Based on the Treasury reports from some of the major commercial banks in the country, the city made some marginal gains against the U.S. dollar last Friday and this Monday. This resulted in the rates of depreciation against the dollar slowing down on these two working days. Some of the bank treasurers attributed this to the little over $40 million advanced to the market from the Bank of Ghana. More than 90% of these funds went to the bulk oil distribution companies to finance petroleum product import, while the remaining went to support other imports. Some of these bank treasurers told Joy Business it is still early days to assess the sustainability of this intervention in the city's marginal stability. This is because demand by corporates and industries are still on the high side 
and they are not sure whether the Bank of Ghana is in the position to meet all these demands. But the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, has maintained that he doesn't expect the Ghana city to witness the same challenges it experienced last year. Some analysts also believe that the local currency's fortunes will greatly improve when Ghana is able to close a deal with the IMF for an economic program before the end of the first quarter of this year. And that is the business tax report. But let's look at how the city traded in the commercial banks and how the forex bureaus are selling the city or the dollar to you, sorry. Now, 12 Ghana cities, 50 pesos should get you a dollar. Now, this is based on the average codes that some of the major commercial banks are offering to their clients. However, the forex bureau is going for 13 Ghana cities, 50 pesos. Now, lawyer and business strategist David Fosidote is challenging claims that little legal option is open for individual bondholders that are kicking against the debt exchange program. It follows revelations that government has been able to secure immunity from any legal action concerning this domestic debt exchange program. This is coming at a time when some individual bondholders that are so pushing for an extension and as well as to be taken out of the program. Mr. Fosidote insists individuals must be allowed to test the legal system on this issue. The society which is in this economic crisis should avoid a situation where individuals are made to feel that they don't even have a legal right or that they cannot go to court and seek redress. It's very dangerous because if we go that line, what we are going to do is that people will get to the point where they want to take the law into their own hands. What if we went to court and a judge declared that that very clause you are talking about is void for illegality, as an example, notwithstanding that we entered into it? I'm not saying that is what will happen. And the lawyer and business strategist uh, David Ofosu Dote. Investment analyst Mike Kobler is hopeful of some market stability in the coming months once Ghana closes a deal with the IMF. Economic uncertainty has been heightened following the third extension of the domestic debt exchange program by government. Some are worried that things will get worse in the coming months. Mr. Kobler has maintained that the recovery and stability is actually hinges on getting an IMF program by the end or before the end of this first quarter. The global market is sharp towards Ghana. And investors are very shy to bring money into the, the economy. Uh, people are going to still wait and see it, how the IMF uh, discussions and, and panel conclusions are going to pan out. Uh, it's going to be very, very difficult. But we are hopeful that once uh, the IMF is, its program is finally concluded and the uncertainties that has been enabled the, the whole country down is quite sexy, mm. things will begin to mm. evolve. But at the individual level, uh, for individuals who have bought these government bonds who are not going to get any payments, it's going to have significant influence uh, mm. on people. Mike Kobler is an investment analyst and country manager of Synergy Ghana. Well, to the stock market, there wasn't any price change with respect to all the listed equities on the market. But in terms of shares that exchange and over 242,000 shares exchange and worth over 208 million Ghana cities. And that's all for business on Newsnight. George Raffi, thank you very much. And Georgia, tonight on PM Express, you know now that the uh, domestic detention program deadline has been extended again. Mm. And for government says we're extending so we can consult and engage more. The only question that remains is really what are the alternatives? Because yeah. almost everybody else has rejected it, right? The yeah. banks have rejected it, individuals have rejected it, securities have rejected it, et cetera. So what are the alternatives? If they go to the table, what alternatives yeah. are they putting forth? And yeah. so we'll be, we'll be getting into that. We'll yeah. be talking to the individual bondholders. Yeah, At 9 p.m.? Yeah, 9 p.m., yeah. yeah. And we're exploring those alternatives. But they are real hard. Restructuring the bonds payment. At least some are saying that can there even be some little payment this year? Yeah. Instead of the zero Absolutely. Uh, coupon Absolutely. Uh, payment, maybe. So interesting uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I want to join us uh, for that. Uh, let's do sports now, uh, because Mubao is joining us with the very latest. Hello, Mubao. Yeah, even sister special bed the sport one for you so <laughs> well interesting so Algeria Morocco South Africa Zambia and Benin are the countries in the race to replace Guinea as tournament host in two years in 2014 Guinea was chosen as the host nation for the premier African national team tournament 
set to be staged in 2025. However, due to little progress in preparation, the West African nation would reform hosting the biennial event last year. This month, CAF officials are expected to conduct tours of all the six countries with the announcement of the new host set for February 10th. That's according to the CAF there. So, um, we understand Ghana earlier expressed interest in hosting the AFCON 2025, but latest information from CAF indicates that Ghana, despite expressing interest, did not follow through with that very one. So that's uh, the latest on the AFCON and the CHAN tournament is still underway and Ghana will be in action on Thursday against Sudan. And even as you remember that Morocco withdrew from the tournament and according to CAF, all countries who were to play Morocco will receive three points and three goals. So at the moment, despite losing to Madagascar, Ghana has three points and three goals there. Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Live here on News Night on Joy 99.7 FM. Well, Secretary of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Reverend Kusibwatek, has denied committing any crimes in his dealings with the project as it dismisses accusations of identity fraud and conflict of interest. Member of Parliament for North Tong, Samo Kujutabla, is demanding the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice and the police investigate Reverend Kusibwate. According to him, the man of God appears uh, to be using questionable means to divert funds from the National Cathedral Projects to himself. In a post on social media, he explained that uh, Reverend Kusibwate's supposed alternative identity is behind some key act- activities involving the National Cathedral, which can dent the integrity of the project. Well, my uh, colleague Masu Baba joins me in the studio now with details of a statement released by the uh, General Secretary of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Reverend uh, Victor Kusibwating, responding to these allegations. Maxo, what does he say? Well, he says that um, I wish to assure the general public that the statements made by Mr. Blackwa are a twisted narration of events to pursue a malicious political agenda. Uh, he says there has never been any criminal intent nor any crime committed in my dealings with the government of Ghana or the National Cathedral. He continues to say that I look forward to the charge inqu- inquiry during which I will present my side of the matter to the commission. I will subsequently also address the matters fully in public without first seeking to prejudice the public mind as he has done. He concludes by saying that when all is done, I will seek redress against Mr. Blackwell for his deliberate defamatory statements against me. And he says, I'll continue to continue, contribute my quota to the National Cathedral Projects. Okay. So he did not give us any details about the, the matter at hand. Exactly. To say that he would respond in a proper forum. Exactly. Before Shriden, before the police, if he's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's, there's more to this National Cathedral uh, project, which is becoming something of a scandal now. Yeah. Uh, because details of what, you know, get the resignation of founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bishop Dagobert Belsa from the National Cathedral Board of Trustees also uh, became uh, public today. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's been writing letters to the National Cathedral Secretariat mm. uh, in which the the man of God very revered indeed raised concerns about the cost, the design, the location and fundraising uh, for the project which he says were largely ignored mm. and he's also said in these documents that we are seeing that he's concerns about the mobilization of churches exactly. uh, according to the uh, mobilization of churches and the mm. role of the trustees were also addressed flippantly yeah. what what more are we learning from these from so, these so we have we have extracts of that letter and i'm going to read to you extracts of that letter so um quote um he says I feel that the treatment of the issues I've raised in my several letters has been unfortunate. My letters have been ignored in the past, not attended to for years, and at best addressed flippantly. He continues to say, quote, You may recall I have spoken passionately and written extensively about the costs, the design, the location, the fundraising, the mobilization of the churches, and the role of the trustees. These if heeded, would have made our project more achievable. Generally speaking, my inputs, my opinions, and my letters have been trivialized and set aside. So, portions of the letter. And then, um, 
According to the bishop, his decision to resign was also due to the fact that his role as a member of the Board of Trustees was not formalized. So in his resignation letter, he explained that after six years of being appointed to the board, his name was not formally recognized as the director. And let me give you um, extracts of that portion also. Quote, I do not believe this is an oversight, but a deliberate exclusion from the board. Six years is a long time to correct this failure to register me if it was indeed an administrative lapse. I have therefore accepted for some time now that I'm not a trustee of the National Cathedral, but I still sought to help with the cathedral because I believe in the president's vision and I do not have to be a legally registered trustee to um, do so. He goes on to say, um, I have been a reachable and available trustee and attended every single meeting of trustees since the pandemic began in person and by Zoom. And the records will show that. If I say that I do not know as a trustee many of the financial and technical issues concerning the cathedral, it means the discussions about the National Cathedral were held by some people outside the trustees meeting or perhaps in a forum that I was not present that's, that's or a very, invited that's a very to. Point. That's exactly. A trustee who isn't aware of the financial discussions exactly. about, about the construction. So, it says, if it did happen, then yeah. other people are having the conversation without without, without him. Yeah. Okay. And then he concludes by saying that, um, quote, I would like to state clearly that if in the future there's more clarity to my role and function in the building of the cathedral, I remain open, available, and willing to serve at the pleasure of the president and the nation. Okay. Uh, well, we're hearing from the president of the uh, Trinity uh, Theological Seminary now, Reverend Professor Kwabana Asamwa Jedu. It says that this is important for the issues raised by Bishop Dakiwood Mills to be taken seriously. Now, the fact that an insider is raising concerns means that there is something to look at. But, you know, you are dealing with two parties. And so we have to be able to hear from the other side in order to be able to understand where they are also coming from. If we make decisions based on one party's concerns, we may well end up making a mistake. So my thinking is the mere fact that an insider has raised concerns means that these concerns ought to be taken seriously. But they don't have to be taken seriously in the court of public opinion. We have to find out what were the exact concerns what did those who are supposed to respond to the concerns do about it? In any case, what I read in the media says that the letter was leaked. But we haven't heard from the other side. And I'm not a member of the Board of Trustees, so I don't know what has transpired. So my thinking is, if an insider has raised these concerns, let's take them seriously. Uh, so that's the uh, head of uh, the uh, theological seminary there speaking to us on this, the Trinity Theological Seminary, Reverend uh, Professor Kwabana Samwajudu. Let's uh, quickly speak to uh, Samokdita Blakwa, a Nortong member of parliament who has been uh, raising a number of issues with the construction of the National Cathedral. You, you recall earlier that uh, we brought to the story the reaction from uh, Reverend Kusi Bwating, uh, secretary of the National Cathedral Board, uh, reacting to some of the allegations that uh, Samokdita Blakwa had made. Uh, very quickly, Mr. Kudita Blakwa, uh, on that point of uh, Reverend Kusi Boating, uh, he's issued a statement says he's done nothing uh, criminal and that he's ready to uh, defend himself before the appropriate forums. And I believe the forums he refers to are the Commission of Human Rights and Administrative Justice and the police. These two forums you said uh, you were petitioning. Uh, I wonder whether the petitions have formally gone and whether you've received any responses from both. I can confirm to you that the short petition was delivered yesterday and uh, I must commend the two uh, deputy commissioners of Shrike. Uh, they did receive uh, my team and I very well and they have given full assurances that these are very serious matters of enormous public interest and that they will give it all the professional attention that the petition deserves. So I can confirm to you this evening that the petition has been duly filed well acknowledged and uh, I expect right uh, to commence investigations uh, uh, any moment from now. And the police? The, 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 the police complaint has not been done yet. Um, I want to focus on Shraj now and then uh, when Parliament resumes there are other aspects that we will be pursuing. For example, the circumstances under which he obtained a diplomatic passport, not with the name uh, Reverend Kusi Boateng, but 
uh, with Kwabna Edu Jemfi. Uh, did he even qualify for a diplomatic passport? And who issued that diplomatic passport uh, in November 2021 to him under uh, that uh, dubious name? Uh, with a different date of birth uh, and a different tin number. So dual personality, uh, lots of questions uh, bordering on criminality, and uh, you can expect that when the House resumes, we will pursue all these matters vigorously. And very uh, briefly, in a few seconds, you, well, give me your quick reaction to uh, the revelations we are learning from Dark Edward Mills' resignation letter uh, to the board. Major, major, major vindication. It tells everybody who had any doubt that the issues we have been raising are founded. This is your answer from an insider. Major vindication. Remember that I exposed the fact that they were using his name, using his face. In June last year, I exposed that he had not been duly uh, registered. He didn't know. Uh, I, I did an investigation and put it out. Then in July last year, remember that I hinted that he had written many letters and he was not being responded to because some of them were seen as, you know, asking the right questions, doing the due diligence, knowing the implications of being a trustee, I mean, the legal implications and how if you do not do your work well and others take the decisions on your blind side, you will be held responsible. So we must commend Dr. Ward Mills. We must commend Pastor Mensa Otabio, uh, who have all distanced themselves from this project. I'm grateful, Samok Dutu Ablakwa, uh, for that. And indeed, uh, your own thoughts on this. Let's continue the conversation on our uh, many social uh, media uh, platforms on the raging controversies around the construction of the National uh, Cathedral. Um, that's it for Newsnight tonight, by the way. I wanted to enjoy uh, the rest of your evening.
Sake, believe joy being put on strong to make us baby. I can will know it. Flow, 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 flow. The man of my team, whoa, whoa, toss the man of my team. You are who my team, I'm a one, no, I too pull, pull. Me and Spooky selling in the two shots. I took only corn in the new one. I rap it all as the thing. Chris ain't done, I only need you done. You done, you draw, you draw. I rap, I'm a Kenny with one John. See, Papi, you are on. See, see, I rap me and Shen Kondomo. Too rough. Ooh. Oh, I see. Yeah, what's out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we wanna do is chill and pour some drinks. Pour some drinks. Yeah. All she wanna do is chill and things. Good evening to you. My name is Coffee Spike and Chroma, and it's a Tuesday. That means we're here to talk tech with Geek Squad. And I'm here with Winston, Watcher, and Michael Ajiti. Good evening. Hi guys. Good evening. And in today's episode, wait, before I introduce today's episode, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So if it's your first time listening, which I hope it's not, this show is dedicated to technology, sometimes science, but mostly technology. And we try to simplify it and make it very easy for you, the everyday person who would like to know a little bit and then some about tech. And to those who want to, yeah, the techies, the geeks, this is our our space, you know. This is where we get to talk about our stuff. This is where we get to live our life. Yeah, and then rush people that we know that since they don't know. But unfortunately, sometimes we're going to make it very simple. So for those who want us to just dive into the deep end, I'm sorry, we're not always going to dive into the deep end. We're going to try to simplify it for everyone to understand. I'm sure you're listening to me in your car or you're listening to me in the future via podcast or you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook or better yet, you are listening to us by via online radio which is on the my joy online app or the adom online app if you don't have both of them you can download both or one or the other now if you want to get interactive with us on twitter it is hashtag joy j-o-y geek g-e-e-k and then squad s-q-u-a-d just tweet at us 
hashtag JoyGeeksQuad. And you can send a message on WhatsApp, 055 quadruple 1997, 055 11 11 997, or 055 1 1 1 1 997. And finally, you can join the Telegram group. It's on Telegram, t.me slash JoyGeeksQuad. See a lot of people that are always asking for tips and tricks. What's happening? Somebody needs an answer to a question. You're not able to get it on the show. You can always ask it in the Telegram group. Or you can follow any of us on social media. We are very interactive. We'll respond to your questions as and when. Now, with all that out of the way, it's 2023. A lot of people set New Year's resolutions. And last week, we talked about getting started in tech. It was quite a very in, you know, insightful show. I met a, a gentleman who said he listened and he was like, wow, like he really enjoyed the show last week. I did too, even though I was a host, but I enjoyed it. It's not like I don't enjoy every week's show. I enjoy almost every week's show. I said almost because, yeah, sometimes eh, tech can be boring sometimes. Like Elon Musk, like every week we're hearing something about Elon Musk. I'm tired of him. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about Twitter. So, yeah, sometimes it's not so fun, but sometimes it's fun. And today we hope it's going to be fun because we're going to teach you some tips and tricks with how to 